Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we are talking about some insider trading JPEGs. We're getting pretty serious here with this uh, open sea accusation. We'll get to that in a little bit. Andrew, how's it going? What do you see in the news? Uh, well, seeing this this news about uh, insider trading here, but you know, just to be clear, this is this is available to everyone. Everything that we talk about here on this podcast, so uh, <laughs> you know, it's publicly available information as of now. Anything that we are saying, <laughs> these words you hear right now, we have disclosed them. Also, sometimes we do. Ch- I, I will. So we're making a joke about like you know when so information is publicly broad or not broad. Yeah. Going to- we'll get into a bit. So yeah, what we're talking about here is Nathan Chastain, formerly of OpenSea, Nate.eth. Uh, he has been charged with a form of insider trading. It's basically some digital fraud uh, by the FTC or by, via the FTC. And so he has but actually facing this from uh, the district attorney, right, of New York. The Southern Eight. District of New York, they don't mess around. Yeah, there. yeah. So yeah, they they have charged him with two different uh, counts here of insider trading because he was uh, buying up uh, some collections before featuring them on the front page of OpenSea, then selling them afterwards. This is all through not his main Nate.eth account, which, you know, certainly doesn't help him here. You know, what's what's... I don't know what's kind of funny about this is that it's we're really talking about I think about 10 ETH that he profited and you know compared to many of the other scams that we see in this space this is a relatively small amount and I'm sure uh you know certainly not worth whatever it certainly wasn't worth risking his job for this so you know obviously a huge mistake here and now uh facing much bigger (laughs) much bigger potential uh yeah losing the word here (laughs) Uh, yeah, I just see criminal, uh, sort of criminal consequences and yeah. up to 40 years because of the per count issue on each of the, the, the notes that they found in this case. So, I mean, 40 years for front running JPEGs is, is real, but let's take a step back though. You know, what may be happening is a larger precedent, obviously like the Southern district of New York. Do we want to get one work to do? But yeah, it was great. Now we're maybe we'll get into this more. We're, we want to get into this. This is worth talking about a whole lot more. But that is the news. That's the big news that's, uh, you know, kind of all over NFT world right now. And hard to ignore that. So we will get into that a bit more. Well, a couple other things going on here. Uh, we've got Pool Together. A uh, So there's a, let's see, a sort of a, I like to call it a lottery. That's the problem, I guess. I shouldn't say that it's a lottery. That is the, the problem. It's being called a lottery. And really, it's a savings account. You put some in there. You you don't lose your ETH or whatever you you put in there. You stake it, essentially. You say, I'm not going to remove it. Then they earn interest with the ETH that uh, is in there. Somebody gets all of it by, you know, they pick a winner. 
anyway, there is uh, a lawsuit out against the the uh, protocol here. So the founder is uh, trying to raise money to, to defend himself and uh, against these charges. I believe the person that, is, that has brought the charges traded about $10 worth or some or deposited about $10 worth, something very minimal, you know, it, it, so it's pretty clear that they were looking to, uh, looking to make a lawsuit out of this. So whether it ends up being frivolous or not, as the uh, founder has called it, you know, he needs to defend himself. So he is trying to raise funds via this, uh, pull together NFT sale. Looks like I think it's up to about a million, 900,000 or so right now. So that is out there. We've got a link. I have not, I haven't actually purchased one, although I feel maybe, you know, maybe I should support uh, someone trying to do something on the right side of, of, or at least I think it's on the right side of crypto right here. So interesting use case here, you know, we've seen this in a few other places and, you know, I like that, that, uh, there is an option to, to raise funds for an NFT. Yeah. It's the power of an NFT with a purpose. And we've seen it, uh, times before, but rallying against the sort of injustice, right? And so that'll, that'll drive it. I mean, it's clearly not for a, a revenue break here. It's more for a statement piece. And, you know, if it goes down as a, as a historical win potentially here, that, you know, that could be an interesting, you know, point of, point of pride if you're, if you're picking it up, but yeah, get some dollars, go. Certainly, you know, let's say the pool together goes on, uh, to, to be successful here. I think there's a, a decent shot that there could be a something for the supporters down the line. Yeah, it looks like they've got a 769 ETH gold because of course 69. And uh, they're they're about 530 ETH on their on their way there. And they've got the, the mid now at mid.pooltogether.com. So we'll toss that in. I mean, you can find that. Okay. All right, moving on to our next one here. We've got, okay, yeah, we've got the Lynx DAO. This is a DAO that spun up promises to buy a golf course eventually, but they have actually forged a relationship of some sort with Callaway. They are supporting them and I'm not exactly sure of the details, but I saw that they, uh, you know, had kind of hinted at some big news coming out and I would say that is relatively big news. Callaway is a big known golf brand and they are, uh, they have a partnership of some sort with a DAO. So, you know, hopefully this, uh, keeps going and they can. You know, this can be one of the success stories of a DAO. You know, we've seen a lot that have not been able to achieve uh, their stated goals quite quickly. Uh, so, you know, it's nice to see that this is still going and developing into something. You're going to see, I think, uh, DAOs and NFTs extend into membership and SaaS relationships quite a bit, right? Anywhere Web2 has previously been like, hey, you know, buy a credit card thing and you're in a database. Like, there's just an inherent power to moving that. It's also a collective ownership. And I think we're going to see that more in sports and you're going to see that uh, for sports teams. And it's interesting to see that for, you know, classically golf course, which traditionally is supported by member fees and dues. Question is, after the initial one, what happens on year two, right? That's the, the ongoing, or maybe you get the option to, to mint your year two and who knows, but that's. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, I think there, that's a, it's, it's interesting analogy to say that it's essentially a member owned, uh, club and a, you know, member, you know, members own all of the pieces of a collection and, you know, kind of up to the members to figure out how to, how to fund that and move, keep moving forward each year. I would just love this, like, sort of like that, like Dow voting on whether or not to make like the, the steepness on like whole 12 higher or lower. Ah, that green's too fast. It's too, put it to a vote. 
All right. And lastly, this is a, a scam that I've seen pop up recently. Uh, I definitely noticed this in my own wallet, some pieces showing up in my wallet with offers on them of and, and offers of like 0.7 ETH or something. And the, the scam is here that they won't, the, the offers won't actually be valid. They tried to eventually get you to go to another, to their site, which will immediately pop up where it tries uh, a, a, uh, MetaMask sign in trying to get you to sign a transaction immediately, you know, and that's obviously dangerous. Never want to, never want to sign anything that you aren't very clear of what it is doing, but that is a new one. So just be on the lookout for that. If you do see something show up in your wallet, that's not that unusual, but it's more unusual to actually see a relatively, uh, decent size offer on those. Do not try to accept those, you know, you can hide that in your open sea wallet. Uh, just be careful always what you click. Also interestingly buried in this story is that OpenSea recently made its code uh, fully public, available to the public, positive negative implications as they say, but hoping that others will help able to provide code improvements. So we'll see. All right. Well, that is it for our headlines. We'll move on to our affordable project, which I have one for us this week. Yeah, you've been on fire, actually. You're Osanachi. I, did I pronounce that right? The Osanachi? Yeah. It's just been just been creeping on up, creeping on up. I hope folks in Discord grabbed on that, but it's not a bad pick before. So yeah, that has done that has done well. I've been happy, you know. Don't want to pat myself on the back too much because you know what happens in this space. <laughs> oh. All right. So with that being said, I do I have an art blocks uh, collection here called Ancient Courses of Fictional Rivers. The artist is Robert Hodgin, a artist out of I believe he's in Brooklyn has been doing generative art for some time. I'm really impressed with some of the physical prints that he's done. Although I don't have one, they're almost sold out. He has them on his site. Definitely recommend checking those out. What this collection is, is a thousand pieces of generative art. You know, so we've talked about this a bit in the past. It's meaning that the code is run. There's a thousand different variations that come out. The idea here is that these are rivers over time. They're not real rivers, but you can see different, you know, how they move over time. And then the civilizations that sort of pop up around them. When I first was looking at this, I, full disclosure, I do have a few of these. They were under 0.2 E. 0.2 was the, was the lowest mint price. They did a, uh, they do a Dutch auction with curated pieces. So like 0.2 was the lowest price that they got to. They did get down to there after starting, I believe at three E sort of hit at a, I don't know, not a great time where there wasn't much, wasn't much going on at all in the NFT space. It was pretty quiet and I feel like they had snuck through a bit. So I was able to pick some up under 0.2. There's a couple still under, uh, under 0.25. I think the floor is around 0.2 right now. I really like the, the look of these and, uh, you know, I should say that, uh, my wife, my wife also helped me, um, come to this collection. She hasn't seems to have an eye for, for some of these and definitely helped, uh, help me pick some of these out. I, I think that the collection looks nice. I don't know, you know, how fast, uh, people may move to this collection, but it does, it, it seems like a relatively low price, especially if you can look around, it's not moving real fast. And I was able to even get one offer accepted at 0.15. So there are a handful under that at 0.25 and under, and I think it's worth checking out for Keep it an eye on if you, uh, if you're looking for an Arplux piece, those curated collections, they've scaled way back and how far and how often they're offering them and the number of pieces in these. And I definitely noticed that Arplux in general has been 
uh, minting out many more projects recently with some of the changes they've made to uh, the collection sizes. And I think it's something that I like in, in, the, in this is that you've got a lot of collectors, people that are looking for maybe to put a few of these pieces together and not just hold one. So I think that they, if you can get in at, our, at a good Arplux, I mean, on a good Arplux project at a you know, relatively low price, they will hold some value well over time. So I like this summer. Art blocks had this big boom, right? And to get into art blocks, because there's many people joining us for the first time, art blocks were just hopping off last summer. So in an auction like this, right, to have gotten in it, it would have been one, a gas war. And the floor would have been like four ETH just because it came from, and this is important, the curated side, because there's a lot of art blocks. Like there's like the art blocks, other projects, and there's like the curated area. So right. Like if factory curated. playground, curated is, you know, that's, that's the primary stuff. It's the stuff that I focus on the much, the most. And yeah, there was a time where this would have been at certainly over one ETH a piece, but I think they would have been up to over three ETH just because it was an Artblocks project. Artblocks has definitely cooled down. You'll still see some, you'll still see a lot of floors that's, that are people selling off at a, you know, pretty steep discount to what they may have paid. But yeah, I think it's also come around a bit where people have overlooked some of the, the quality collections because of that uh, sort of disappointment of price that a lot of people are experiencing, you know, it's hard to go talk about it when you're, when you're selling a piece for a, uh, for a big loss, even if you're selling it for two and a half feet, you know, that's now looks like a good sale, but not so much if you, uh, if you aped in at 80 or something. <laughs> yeah. And just to coming back to, uh, this particular artist, I will say just, just to note on the art, I have never seen anything like this. It is just mesmerizing it's an active piece that actually develops and there's like you can press different buttons to reset it and it it is a very beautiful dynamic piece the the artist has got a lot of work behind it and actually looks like about 25 percent of this goes to uh social impact causes including not limited to the environment and ukraine so uh, a nice well, narrative there but you know it, uh that this guy has got a bulk of work that he has put out there and this is this is good looking stuff. You know, I was looking at art blocks too, and I, I noticed that the, the squiggles, which were the first, I believe, original drop by Snowfro in That's the right, art yeah. blocks arena, you know, they peaked at like, they were going for like, what, 20 ETH or something absurd at one point, and now down to like six ETH, which is very interesting as well that like, I think there's a very sort of, it's not going anywhere, at least from where we stand in terms of capital A art and its role in NFTs, but the whole ecosystem there is, is significantly down. Yeah. Overall, I, I mean, you know, like I was saying, I think it's way down or it is way down from where it was. I, I, or, you know, I, I should say, I, I also do some work with our blocks, you know, I know that, so I, I should disclose that as well, but they have made some changes to how many, like I said, how many pieces they're offering in collections, how, uh, how often they're offering collections. So I think they have a max of two collections I'll do per week. And that means to have anything across their curated playground and factory projects. And so the last factory one was a called daisies that sold out relatively quickly, I think in about five minutes, but it was, so it was a collection of just 200 pieces. You know, I think that that is a more appropriate size for a lot of these collections that may otherwise struggle to, to mint out. But then you see that it doesn't take that many collectors to, you know, to show some demand there. And I think that's up over a 0.5 ETH floor now after minting at 0.1. So, you know, in general, I think it's worth checking out Arc Walks a bit 
if you want to get into degenerative art right now, there's some, the, the new mints are, are going at a good speed, but not gas wars. So, you know, it's, you gotta be ready, but you know, ready to go, but it's not, not something where you have to, uh, to really pump up the gas a lot to, uh, to, in order to get your transaction through. So that that's been good. <laughs> Great. As of saying this, for price is uh, 0.2, looks like uh, about 541 owners for those thousand items. As you mentioned, Andrew, you do own uh, a number of these. And it looks like it kind of came out early April, dropped, uh, no, March 29th. And is you know, kind of been, been steady, but hasn't, hasn't blown the, blown the doors off. And so this is one of those, those interesting finds so far, you know, I think I may, I may go with on this. I may go with similar to the Osanachi. Yeah, I think there's a, you know, good art, good time, good value. Thanks. All right. Yeah. We went a little long there, so we will move on to our project. Insider trading JPEGs. Insider trading cartoon animals, whatever you want to call these things. You know, we're, we're flipping JPEGs though, right? And now it's insider trading and whoa, this is big deal. This is a big deal. This is big time. Have we made it now? Are NFTs legit? Yes, actually, because they're not, you know, we're joking around, but I think in someone's mind, you're like, oh, you're just playing around. It's like, you know, I'm joking around on marketplace. It's an image. Like, who cares? Like, that's a commodity. And the Southern District of New York is not messing around when it targets someone. And as I was sort of like going on that, you know, narrative earlier, 40 years, 40 years is on the table for doing this. I mean, this is, as you know, you're dealing with you know, the, the world of securities and commodities and the world of financial transactions, the government doesn't like it when you front run and doesn't like it when you act on private information, unless of course you're in Congress and then you can do whatever you want and you can sell all your stocks and then put the entire country on, you know, on pause. You can do that if you're in Congress, but if you're not in Congress, you can not. So we, I, I know that's a big segment of our audience. So, you know, I'm sorry, you can, you're going to tune out for the next, wait, wait a minute, come back to next step. if you're in Congress, can you, uh, can you do insider trading on JPEGs? Yes. Oh, well, that's I, his answer. No, I mean, I, I think so it, it, it's, it's interesting here. You know, I, I, I liked when, what OpenSea did when they got rid of him, this was, it's certainly wrong for the company to have somebody doing that. And I thought that was appropriate. You know, I'm afraid of what this could mean for the NFT industry. We know that there's a lot of cases of people acting on information um, that is not public. You know, we've seen many cases of pre-reveal collections where specific pieces are sold for well above the floor price and then turn out to be rare pieces. What happens there? You know, we also, we certainly see influencers and, you know, the various levels of influencers from, you know, what we think of as TikTok influencers to, you know, more, uh, maybe financially connected web, you know, web to, you know, type of people that seem to have a lot of information about collections before the public does. And I think that we are entering a, you know, somewhat dangerous sphere here. If this is, if this is the precedent, because there's a lot of people acting on non-public information. I think you could even say that there are private discords where, you know, inside that you have to be a collection holder. You're then a owner of the collection, you're an owner of the company, some of that collection of, is that what we're saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's what is the idols. What is a company, right? What is public information, non-public information? 
yeah, I don't want to be in this situation. I mean, it puts, it definitely makes me uncomfortable having certain conversations with, with people and thinking of, and makes me think about this in a new light here. Oh, I hadn't thought about that way. I guess in my mind, it was because OpenSea is a much more established company with, you know, uh, legal standing that it's seen by the government as like, okay, you, you, you promised to do this thing and provide this public good. And as part of your sort of service, you, you know, allow people to buy, sell whole trade commodities, you've taken fees on those. Like that is your core business to do this. And there's a certain consumer trust involved with that. And that I imagine is what they're protecting, but taken to a logical extreme extreme, you are, I, I don't know where you draw that line. I also, I heard this on a, on a different narrative saying like, you know, how different is this than a Nike employee that hears that the new Air Force Ones are coming out with such and such and they get uh, an early drop and flip the shoes. And they get in line early and they're, they're able to, to get that. Like, okay, you know, we're considering there, I believe I was a, there was an executive's son, I believe, who was arrested for uh, flipping shoes on StockX. Uh, but yeah. because he was, yes, because he was buying them early. So maybe, uh, you know, I don't have the link here, but you know, maybe that that's a good analogy and uh, there you're right. I think there is a difference because that is the company actually doing the, the trading. And now I think we're, or I'm sorry, not doing the trading, but acting as the marketplace, providing the, you know, providing the place to do the trading and certainly they know that they have influence over where people go on the site and. He certainly, he's really not helped either by, by using the, the hidden wallet. You know, I think that we are entering a new phase here where it's all on the blockchain, you know, between, you know, looking at archives of, of Twitter records of social media posts and looking at the blockchain, it's pretty easy to look at how the timing of things goes down and there's not that level of, uh, I don't know, sort of intermediation between these where we can no longer directly see someone uh, acting on something, doing something and, and, you know, or, you know, and where the, exactly what time they did that. The blockchain certainly does that, doesn't help him here. And, you know, maybe he made the mistake of connecting it to his old wallet. But, you know, I think, I know I like to see that there's something happening, but I also think that there's much bigger issues in the NFT space. And I'm not sure that this is going to make anybody feel safer that doesn't already, that isn't already willing to, to get into NFTs. I'll take the contrary to that. So what I like to see is the government and regulation taking the NFT marketplace serious. Mm. This is serious consideration of what should happen in this case that is, yes, complicated, but I would be more alarmed by simply leaving this to the wild west being like go have at it vigilante justice the community rallied on twitter and found you so judge jury and then the execution was open sea and they determined that this was the fair punishment for this look consumers were defrauded because this person acted in bad faith with insider information because they was buying early unfairly and dumping on the public market i think as a consumer and I'm going to be wandering into these platforms. I like that these employees realize that they can't just kind of, because they can hide it in the wallet, which is just, let's just park how stupid that is for a moment. Cause everything is on the blockchain. Remember that, remember the technology that all this built on, uh, is actually going to make it far safer. 
than these other industries. Uh, I, I like that what will come of this is some clarity, actually. Knowing where the third rail is is safer than guessing where it might be. And I think that might, in the long term, in the short term, you know, this, I'm not a fan in eight <laughs> by any stretch, but I think it's also unfair when somebody serves as a sacrificial goat for a cause. And I think there's a little bit of column A, B here, A and B happening here. Yeah, there's definitely that. And, and, you know, I definitely want, I do want more protections. You know, I guess I would prefer there to be, I, I prefer that they were going after some of the, the big scammers that we've seen that have taken a lot more out of, out of the space. Uh, oh. You know, we've seen some big <laughs> ones. Tuna, 70 million was that from, although that was a, I don't know. We've seen some big ones. Anyway, you know, like, I guess we, I do want something happening here. I'm just not sure. You know, this is, it's, it's making an example here. And that's, that's the point. They know him. They know exactly who it is. You know, there's plenty of, of records. There's no needing to go through and figure out who an anonymous person is or go, you know, try to deal with another country or, you know, pretty easy in, in that sense. So, you know, unfortunate for him, but it will, uh, you know, one thing I wonder, does, do you think that OpenSea is at all at fault here? Do I believe that OpenSea is at fault here? I would have to have more information about their employee guidelines and, and legal, uh, legal setup here. You know, for instance, uh, I know, you know, when you go to work for, let's say, a hedge fund, you're dealing in equities, guess what? You can only hold a certain generalized bucket. You can no longer deal in individual equities, right? There are actually like restriction restrictions that can come into play for people that work in the space. And so... Did they create, here's the question, did they create a, a, a culture of compromise, a culture of, you know, you do you and just show up to work. And in that case of handling, you know, this type of, uh, asset marketplace, maybe, uh, I think it, it's worth looking at me personally. No, they didn't do it wrong. that guy's a jerk. <laughs> Wait till we uncover what else is going on on oh, the blockchain. <laughs> uh, but again, I think mold um, grows in the dark. I like that sunshine's being shown here. It's sure a heck of a lot better than its frivolous silliness happening uh, and attacking that, like, you know, the savings account for crypto and DeFi. But, you know, these are these are all really, really important steps. This one more so because it's going to legitimize NFTs uh, as this sort of asset class. Yeah. You know, who knows what happens at the end here? That's not going to be easy for him to fight, but I think you're right that it will at least you know, we'll know where the, uh, where the boundaries are. Yeah. Even if they're, they're wide and scary. But again, in the short term, I think you're absolutely right. If you're asking yourself like, wait a minute, I think it's like, be on the safe side, but also like clearly you're, if you're in a discord and you're a piece like that and you're not getting things that are non, not public, be careful. If you're getting things that are like in a discord. I think you're fine. I'm just going to be honest. Like if you're in, for example, like here's a, here's an example. Right. Like we have a podcast, obviously millions of followers that are listening to every episode and we're moving, we're moving project. A conjures. A conjures. Um, we just, by the way, you know, I think we can be, uh, we'll start disclosing that in a discord. So if you ever want to see what's coming up, but like, let me play this out. We know that we're going to talk about a project and that episode is not going to go live for another four or five days. And frankly, we can buy into that project because we know that that's coming now. If we had, well, I'm obviously joking, maybe if some of you left a review, hint, we'd have more followers to really, really move markets. But like jokes aside, if we bought that and then pumped that 
and then dump that. That is an absolute unquestionable form of insider trading, right? We are privy to information that this is going to get a promotion that only we know and hasn't disclosed. So again, maybe a good note to us, I'll continue to drop that in our Discord, which is a public notice, open Discord for anyone else to get there. By the way, none of this is financial advice because we're talking about JTAGs on the internet, which by the way, if you trade down on the insider, you could go to jail for a long time. Does that clear everything up or not? Yeah, there's no real risks here, right? So you're saying we're all in the clear, it's easy risk. to buy JPEGs. You, yeah, there's no worry not about holding them in a wallet. Links are safe or yeah. ignore everything we just said in the last 20 seconds here. <laughs> in summary, join our Discord, leave us a report, uh, leave us a review. All right, Andrew, good luck. See you out there. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.